researchers are getting closer to creating robotic hands with the dexterity of human hands. The hands are so realistic, they too have dropped their iPhone in the toilet. It's amazing what scientists can accomplish when they pretend the experiment has a benefit other than masturbation. Uh, an Oregon far-right group called Patriot Prayer plans to hold a rally near Portland this weekend. Though in Oregon, being far-right means your gun shoots gay marriage licenses. <laughs> True. Virginia, <laughs> Virginia Democratic candidate Leslie Cogburn has called out her GOP opponent, Denver Riggleman, for what she calls being into Bigfoot erotica. <laughs> All I can say is it's nice to finally find a Republican candidate with whom I can see eye to eye. Uh, Sunday marked 100 days until the midterm elections. So that gives you less than 100 days to get camera ready for your next selfie with an I voted sticker, Scott. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Another truth. <laughs> <laughs> a 25 foot, 330 pound statue of Jeff Goldblum has been erected in London to celebrate 25 years of Jurassic Park. So between that and the giant inflatable baby Trump balloon, London is turning itself into a huge Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> the idea that mm -hmm. the uh, Jeff Goldblum statue was erect uh, just uh, was disturbing to me. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> there was a lunar eclipse on Friday, but unfortunately it was only visible from shithole countries. Oh. The Trump Report starts now. now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Yes, welcome to the Trump Report. I'm Christian Black, joined as always by our mirth master. I'm trying to think of funny ways to say person who writes funny stuff. Tamara Brown. Mirth Master. Mirth Master. I yeah, thought that I one like was being thrown at Scott. <laughs> no, I like Mirth Master. He's also a Mirth Master. Kind of say it a few yeah. times fast. It's yeah. Fun. Sure. Uh, Tamara Brown. And of course, mm -hmm. uh, Scott Moore, the S-Man. That's right. Uh, Chelsea on assignment uh, lawyering. So uh, she is not with us, but uh, she was going to be. Doing an important so public she's service. She's joined Mueller's team. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm -hmm. She would definitely put the time in. Uh, anyway, so much to talk about. Uh, some fun, some not. But uh, I thought it would be great to start off with our friend Rudy Giuliani, who uh, says that uh, he's revealed now, sort of, well, I was going to say surprisingly, but, uh, you know, he called in to Fox and Friends. I think they weren't looking for him, you know. <laughs> but it's like, it's Rudy again, I mean. Should we, do we should have we take to, the call? Yeah. I, think, I think we have to. He's just going to gonna call back. Because what if what if we don't take it? Then Trump's going to get mad at us. All right, fine. Hey, Rudy, you're on the air. What's up, buddy? Uh, and, uh, you know. Long time it, no talk. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> Good to hear from what, you. What now? Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, Derek Jeter's a gift. Okay. Uh, but uh, so he said that uh, the Trump campaign, this is. This is a quote from the Daily Mail, not a direct quote from uh, Rudy Giuliani, but said that the campaign held top-level meeting before Don Jr.'s notorious Trump Tower get-together with uh, the Russian. But he says that the president was not there and it was not about Clinton dirt. Oh, that's fine then. All right. So it's this thing that sounds like it's not particularly good. It's not that bad. Uh, so <laughs> that's fine. Um, now, uh, Scott, we always talk about nothing's ever surprising. You're right. not allowed to be surprised by anything on this show. But um, it can be surprising when somebody says something like this. And I mean, it's not it's not explosive. It's not like a, it's not a bombshell. 
other, you know, other things that involve explosions. But uh, just your thoughts when when you hear it, is it just like even even Rudy should know not to, you know, just keep it all closer to the best, right? <laughs> no, it's like, why would you even bring up this other meeting that they weren't even talking about? It just seems suspicious. Like, what's the point? It's like, yeah, you have meetings every day. Like, why bring up that meeting now two days before? And I mean, we'll get to it in a little bit about the no collusion. And, and yes. So what if there was collusion? It's not a crime. It's just it's it's kind of like it's just getting more and more desperate because, you know, a couple months ago or whenever it was now could, could have been a couple years ago, it feels like. But, you know, it started out with like, oh, no, no, the that meeting was just about adoption and there were no Russians. Then it became like, oh, no, there was some things going on. There were a couple Russians, but nobody really talked about any dirt. Oh, but then Don Jr. talked about a little bit of dirt, but it was no big deal. And, you know, his dad never knew. Then it's like, oh, no, his dad knew and helped write the, the response. And then it became like, oh, but there's no collusion and now it's turning into, oh, so what if there was collusion? It's not even a crime anyways. I'm like, it's just, it's getting more and more desperate and, and as we And the going back along. and forth between mm-hmm. whether, Donald, whether Donald Trump knew or right. not. Yeah. Right. And well, that he, he, look, let, let's admit to one thing. It's not that hard to believe that he didn't know, that he had no idea what was going on in this campaign. You know, I mean, I think. Well, true. In that sense, you know, yes. But, it, it just, uh, you know, not saying that, uh, you know, it, it could also just yes be like. Yes no. Well, yeah. no. No, The idea that he doesn't know something that was happening in the campaign, I, I think he certainly. The, the thing is, it, it, it's not that he didn't know that it was happening or does know. I think it's that he knows that it's happening. He does not know the gravity of what is happening. Like, he knows that there is a meeting. He does not care or have any feeling on the significance of it, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting thing we're talking about, uh, Don Jr. Uh, I saw that, uh, you know, he's uh, in a relationship with uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle from mm-hmm. Fox News and she resigned from Fox News. And you're like, why, why would you do that? You know, you're just like literally in bed with the Trump family yeah. as opposed to just figuratively. Yeah. But it's like, I, mean, I feel like you you have a little better insight. You know, why why leave now? This is when she'd be really interesting as far yeah, as Yeah, maybe concerned. she's she's ready that maybe uh, Sarah's finally leaving and she's thinking like she'll be next up if she can already be out of the Fox and, uh, gig, and, she can roll right into that gig. And not to turn this into TMZ, although that is my dream. Uh, <laughs> I think she was married to Gavin Newsom at she one was. point. She so was. So just the oh, idea really? that, yeah. yeah, just to, you know, where her headspace yeah, was from at. extreme left yeah. and now, and now it's just like, you know, look, I mean, she's probably, right. probably going to shoot an elephant at some point <laughs> and pose with it. So anyway, uh, just Wouldn't to be surprised yeah. with her. But um, anyway, so, uh, well... We're, so we're talking about this idea that, you know, Rudy says occlusion is not a crime. This would be a great Chelsea moment mm-hmm. because I, I, I feel like it is, but God, I don't know. You know, <laughs> Rudy Chelsea probably does know more about stuff like this than I do. You know, I I think. I mean, I know better than him when you shouldn't talk about things, uh, you know, in front of a microphone. But uh, what if what if we collectively as a panel heard, Tamara, I'll start with you. What have we heard about this? Every indication is like, you know, collusion is really bad, but is it illegal? I, I think the way that CNN broke it down earlier today that I saw was that the word collusion, yes, yeah. that's not a crime. But collusion is not what what the official charge would be. It would be right. conspiracy. Mm-hmm. It would be, um, you know, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, starts with a T. Uh, treason? Treason, yeah. yeah. Th- those would be... <laughs> 
Uh, those would be. It's so sad that English is my first language. Sometimes uh, those would be. I actually, the thought official. Were, I actually thought you were doing a bit. I was like, oh, she's she's pretending she doesn't know. It's like words with friends. Words. Yeah. No, um, but it's like six, seven hours. Now, now we only I'm, have three on the panel today, so we got to spice yeah. it up with a little game. It's now right. I'm just worried that you had a stroke. So all right, so yeah, so treason, but yeah. That, so I mean, yeah, okay. Technically, collusion is not. A crime, but that's yeah. Like, that wouldn't you know. be the actual yeah crime per se. So, so they're trying. It to would be the, so the, the sitting words. down to like, hey, let's collude. That's fine. But then when you're actually in your collusion session, yeah. sort of those plans. Yeah, when you're you're conspiring. Well, so then what Rudy said is accurate. Colluding isn't against the yeah, law. It's a it's a play on words, and again, to as we know, to help. Uh, continue to bring down the Mueller investigation and say it's not valid and it's a witch hunt and that there's, you know, conflicts and that they're all deep state out to get him and continue to gin up the base to froth them up and get them to say no matter what happens with the outcome of what uh, the investigation says that they're going to say, oh, no, this was all against him and it's all you know, fake, fake news and all that good it's stuff. It's all fake news. I mean, yeah. Tamara was just saying she's got her information from CNN, so obviously we can't rely on any of it. That's right. Also, I just want to uh, remind so uh, any any uh, Republicans who think that um, this is, in fact, a witch hunt. I, I retweeted today the uh, old photo of um, Robert Mueller's Marine photo and uh, a list of the awards he received in the military. Very decorated soldier, Purple Heart recipient. He's... He's a decorated, decorated veteran. And that's just something to keep in mind when everybody is quick to think that this is just, you know, um, just trying to pin down. He is Republican. Well, I was going to say, and, Rod and Rod Rod Rosenstein yeah. is Republican. Um, just just a reminder, just a reminder for when people are thinking that this is some sort of witch hunt. Which I guess you know is is great for actual witches right now that no one's no one's hunting. Yeah, no one, no one's this focusing is, on them right now. Yeah, this is a great time to be a witch. <laughs> it is because nobody nobody's actually bothering them. They're too busy <laughs> trying to uh, you know impeach President Trump. But how's the impeachment clock coming along? Scott? It's still the like, same at the moment. Yeah, so okay, so it hasn't budged. No, it hasn't budged in, in a while. Right. Is, are we at a point where it's like an old VCR where it's just blinking twelve o'clock <laughs> and, and we have to actually get in there and reset and it and reset the clock? Yeah, that's fine. Um, no, we're going to wait and see. Like I said, it would always end up hinging on the midterms and getting into twenty nineteen. So you know, once we get uh, past midterms, we see a. A big uh, blue wave, then I'll be like, nope, it's 11.59 and 30 seconds. But how infuriating is it going to be when the you know, the, the Senate will mm-hmm. not flip, but even if it did, you still need two-thirds. Right. So, uh, you still need Republicans to come on your side. Yeah, you, I, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I mean, I think that what Trump is most guilty of is uh, having people not like him. And you have a lot of people who are just determined like well we we really don't like this guy we should get rid of him and you know it's the way people felt about well probably there's probably somebody that felt the way about every president except right. for my favorite james polk everybody loved him of course but you know there's great people uh who are actively like we got to keep obama to a one-term president uh you know and uh there's a lot of reasons why people thought that uh george w bush shouldn't have been president but so it it there's always gonna Those you're, always gonna, days. you're always gonna have your yeah. haters oh yeah no now it's yeah. forget it it's just like you, there's a speaking of fake news CNN. There's a lot. Of, there are a lot of commercials on for their their. You know, they did a show on the 80s and the 90s, mm-hmm. and now they're doing the 2000s. Mm-hmm. And you see like young George W. Bush 
And, you know, you're also reminded when you see young Obama from when he first started, just like how much that that job ages you. And God, I mean, Trump looked awful when he started. I know. That's what I'm saying. But the thing is, he doesn't yeah. look any different well, because he doesn't do it. Do you see his, his schedule? He starts his his um, intelligence reports or intelligence briefings at 1130 in the morning. So, yeah, but then he's up to like three in the morning. I know. He's got to, I guess he's got to spend like four yeah. hours on the hair and getting it just right in the in the orange spray tan. It's a, it's and, a process. Uh, you know, so it probably takes four or five hours. So, you know, and he's got to tweet for at least an hour or two. Fox and Friends. It's just incredible. I can remember listening to uh, George W. Bush speak and thinking like this. How how can we have an, a, pr- a president who is this inarticulate, who mm-hmm. is this bumbling? And then, <laughs> oh, weren't we so young and innocent in mm-hmm. those days? I mean, just. Just to imagine where we were going, which means after Trump and we get another Republican in the office, it's going to be Larry the Cable Guy. It's going to (laughs) be. Look, I think that uh, he would probably be really good at creating jobs, Larry the Cable Guy. You think so? I think I feel pretty (laughs) confident uh, that he would. You know, this uh, this point uh, about being sort of inarticulate and a bad speaker, this wasn't something that was on the the list that I sent out to you guys. It's something I sort of wanted to talk about for a few weeks. Um, Just sort of a general feeling. It can be your personal feeling and just how people in general think. Do you feel like it's okay to, you know, be on a show maybe like this and say, oh, Sarah Palin's an idiot? Or is that too strong? And you should say, like, oh, I think she – would you be nicer and say, oh, she's not that well-read. Maybe she's, you know, in overhead. Or do you feel – because I feel like it's acceptable to say, well, Sarah Palin's an idiot. And there's a reason There's a reason I'm making this point. Um, but uh, w- what do you think, uh, Tamara? You first. I I haven't and I I haven't called President Trump anything other than uh, inarticulate, uh, a poor speaker, a fifth grade vocabulary. I've said those kinds of things. I feel like that's being pretty diplomatic about it, because to to just say if if I have the opinion, he's an idiot, he's uh, he's an oaf or something like that. I feel like that's I mean, what the ultimate point of what we're talking about here is to, you know, share an opinion with somebody who may have a differing view they're not gonna be all that welcoming to what you have to say if you put things in that that term i guess but that being said i was walking i was thinking about jeff sessions on the way over here and he i think is pure evil so i i don't know i walk it back <laughs> I think can, jeff- can you be pure evil when you know you do feel like Oh man, there's just a lot of things that aren't firing in there in his head. You know, there's a. There's you think he's like more mentally unstable I, than I, just. I, th- I think, yeah, I think that evil soul. I think it's like a forty-seven card deck that he's playing with. <laughs> you know, you can you can get through most hands in most games, but you know when you're going to run into a problem when it's just a game of go fish. Well, he's got yeah. he's got all those Keebler Elf uh, recipes yeah. in his well, head, so that he, takes he, up a lot of space. So uh, you know, trying to remember other things can be a little bit difficult. Um, you got to remember all those great recipes. <laughs> I think he has a dark, damaged soul. Yeah, but don't well, we all? Yeah, no, to some degree. No, I don't know. No, we don't. See, no, no, we don't. Uh, but, we do not. But specifically, <laughs> and the reason why I bring up Sarah Palin is I, I want to sort of make a comparison, uh, not so much with President Trump, but uh, sort of the same question for you, Scott. Do you feel like it's acceptable to be on television and call her an idiot because of Especially like like from that Katie Couric interview onward, right? That was um, basically the impression of her. I mean, look, I refer to Trump uh, as Orange Clown, but at the same time, we're doing us personally. We're doing a little bit more of a comedic show. I think it yeah. depends on the show that you're doing. And I, w- if I was on Meet the Press or something, I'm not going to go out and call 
uh, Trump and Orange Clown. Because like Tamara's saying, if you're there and you're talking about points and uh, reasons why you support or don't support a candidate or their positions, you want to have some backup and validity and facts and and, uh, you know, facts are a crazy thing nowadays, but um, you want to have something to support instead of just resorting to name calling. Um, so I really think it depends on the audience. And if, is it a comedic show? Is it more of a, OK, we're having a serious discussion? And I agree if it's a serious policy driven show, then yeah, calling someone by name doesn't do doesn't anything positive. Help. If it's a comedic show, then, yeah, I think go for it and uh, definitely let your position be heard because people are, are tuning in because they know that you're going to be comedic and you're going to be supporting one uh, agenda or candidate over another anyway so and the reason i ask is because i'm wondering i get the feeling people are afraid to say that sort of you know uh junior socialist in training media darling alexandria casio cortez people are afraid oh, yeah, to say that she's that. an idiot and i'm not saying she's an idiot she has a degree in economics mm-hmm. i just don't know that she studied that hard because you see clips of her and look she's not with trevor noah that's not a gotcha you know, and it's just like I feel bad for her trying to explain stuff that that I should be able to. I should be confused. Like that's how I would explain. It. I'm like, well, you know, you just got to try and you know, tax other people. But it's like, but you have a degree. You're running, and you know, look, she's running for a for a house seat or right. whatever. So it's you know, it's not like you're running for president. And she's speaking but, for her very particular district. But there have been yeah. several, you know, and the, the the occupation of Palestine, which I guess that's a that's a specific uh, you know political mm-hmm. opinion, but uh, certainly factually incorrect. And I just people were so quick to point to Sarah Palin. And is, is it because so many people want her to succeed? And I know that you'll get people. They were drawing that, a parallel between. Well, her I'm, and Sarah I'm drawing. No, I'm drawing the parallel uh, myself hmm. because I'm just like, well, she, she doesn't sound like Sarah Palin, but she sounds like someone who is not as up to speed on things. See, I wasn't aware of this until you mentioned it last either. week because yeah, I haven't heard, seen the, the interviews. I've, I've her seen interviews. her. Yeah, the I, interviews I've was, seen have been. And there was one on firing good. line. Uh, so those are the hmm. two, and it's like. When, I don't know. And when you're on, I, I'm using air quotes, smart shows, whatever, it can it can be tricky for people. But when you're just sitting down with Trevor Noah, I mean, he's not even American. He doesn't know what he's talking about either. No, I'm kidding. But, you know, it's it's a very friendly setting. And, I mean, the there's like a specific two-minute clip that was making the rounds, but I watched the whole thing. And it's like, look, she's not awful, but... It's it's like if so I'm running did, if I'm running if I'm running against her well let me let me look at it uh, because I, I can I can actually quote uh, some of what she said because I just want to make sure she actually is saying something that is uninformed because her being young mm-hmm. and pretty and a woman it leans sure. it lends itself to people you know not you know she she maybe might not be specific enough in one answer and that is and, is right plenty. and then it's the difference between that and trump being able to say whatever exactly. and, and have a badge of honor for not being prepared for things and just being incoherent and people are like eh. you know i mean yeah. of course so, most people so make just fun of that too but she looking the way that she does presenting herself the way that she does i would just worry that it's it I, that's why i'm asking for like what exactly did she say i'm not saying you're wrong well I no that's what i was wondering what you were thinking too because i thought you were going to go with you know is it where some people are quick when you're saying about palin being called an idiot i was like is that more of a female well, thing versus a male well, that, thing that's like, why i'm using her as the example right. though because they're both female you yeah. know and i uh, and look the world's a lot different than it was 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. I think that you're going to be a lot more careful when you say something bad about people, but especially when you're going to talk about women. And I just feel like it's a simple matter of the political leanings of each of them. And I'm, I'm not trying to, Chelsea's head would explode if I, I'm not actually comparing, (laughs) you know, they're not look, I mean, 
to be fair, I mean, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I mean, she went to BU. It's like the fifth best school in Boston. But still, she, <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, she didn't go to Harvard, so it's fine. But I just, uh, I, I don't know, I feel like, my point is, I feel like people are afraid to talk about her in the same way they talked about Sarah Palin. And, and I'm, hmm. you know, I'm just... I think it's just because people like like what I'm like we we're unaware yeah. of this whatever it is that she said because I think with Sarah Palin she said things that were so the scene Alaska from her backyard she said things that were so outlandishly ridiculous that it made headlines and I, I think wait, wait, that's want to make sure that anything that she says hasn't I'm, been that I'm not here to defend Sarah Palin but there were things that Tina Fey said as Sarah Palin <laughs> that got attributed to her so which it, was it, amazing it, no which is which is she was so good which, as anybody appreciates uh, comedy you're like well that's yes, the dream right that there is. but uh, uh, yeah so I it, miss it's, those days she's again. very so back so to uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, which I wish you know, I wish she had a, like a fun nickname. Yeah, but it's a fun, that, but it's a fun name too. No, it's kind of fun to say. It sounds cool. Yeah, <laughs> and look, when you have a big name on a ballot, yeah. you're like, oh yeah, that's the one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> can't so miss it. Her our, her answers are inarticulate in the way where she's not really saying anything. So I could read this quote about what she's saying about people not paying their fair share of taxes. This is what was isolated, and it's uh, you know, I'll read some of it. One of the things that we saw is people, if people pay their fair share, if corporations and the ultra wealthy, for example, as Warren Buffett likes to say, if he pays as much as the secretary paid, 15% tax rate. If corporations paid, if we reverse the tax bill, these, these aren't dot, dot, dots because she said something. So it's just sort of, you know, focusing the narrative. And maybe that's what it is. And it makes her look inarticulate. But and again, maybe if she's running for a bigger office, you have this all buttoned up. I don't understand. What's wrong with that? She's not answering. She's not answering questions. Yeah, it's just she's. It's like the way that. It's like the way that I would talk about seeing, you know, the Iron Fist trailer. Yeah, I'm so excited. I think, I think that is an example of her being a young woman because I think if we went through some clips right now, we could find twenty male politicians right now who oh. do the exact. I mean, we, oh, yeah. that's, that is nothing that is. But. Yes, and I think it's like she needs to have um, – it's probably nervous. She's just spouting things out, and that happens. I mean, obviously, we know Donald Trump does that all the time. Right. <laughs> it makes and, completely no sense. And that was the, the piece I was reading uh, on – I was reading a piece mm-hmm. on the National Review about her, but the, the point is like, well, just because Trump's inarticulate, it doesn't mean that it's okay for other people to. But I think right. – when I've read interviews with her, it definitely reads better. So then, I, then I'm wondering, like, well, what do they do? Do they do they sort of truncate her yeah. answers? To I mean, that wasn't even an articulate. That was just not answering the question, right. which is well, clearly what and succinctly, the, which is mostly what a lot of politicians do. But I guess so. My my overall problem, and you know, again, it's a it's a fairly small office that she's running for. So we don't it, because it's in New York. I guess it has so much attention. But I I just think that, you know, say this is the beginning of a trend and their answers are seeming a little bit more comedic. I feel like people will be afraid to really, you know, make fun of her. You know, is 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 somebody learning an impression of her on SNL for the fall? Maybe not, because, again, it's you know, it's a small seat. But uh, uh, I don't know. I, I was just sort I think of until she says something that is completely ridiculous, we need to cut her some slack because yeah. that wasn't there was there was nothing. Uh, out of the ordinary in that answer at all. I don't know, but I, but I'll say, and I'll, I'll ask Chelsea to let, let's all watch it for next week mm-hmm. and just see. And, you know, look, some of it is like, you know, who knows how many times she's been on television. It's probably not going to be that many. Right. So there's, there's definitely going to be those butterflies and yeah. things, but, uh, and 
you know, nobody expected her to win her primary. No. And so all of a sudden, it's just like it's all house money for her. So even if she doesn't win, the, you know, it's uh, well, before, you know, fast forward 10 years, she could be Kimberly Guilfoyle. It's uh, true. And got several book deals and everything yeah. else. You never know. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So that was more something I I, I had thought about talking. No, about, it's an which wasn't really prepared for, but because it sort of came up, it's it came an interesting to mind. interesting point. Yeah, and, yeah I meant uh, to ask about that since we brought it up briefly last I, week. Yeah, I think it's definitely something that. Um, and our Scott Brown is pointing true. out that Sarah Palin never said, "You can see Russia from my house." She uh, she said a variation of it. Yeah. Which inspired what Tina Fey yeah. said, which is actually what I was saying. So she said yeah. something very close to that. Yeah. Uh, that because she's in Alaska, she's very close to it. But she did not say the words, you can see it from my house. It's true. Uh, but thank you. For, you can see it from down the street from my house because, yeah. you know, she's and, just just a block away. And thanks, to the, our, thanks to Scott Brown, who knows a few things about being in the Senate. So we always appreciate uh, hearing from him. Uh, right. Anyway, one of the things I wanted to talk about, though, uh, is um, a lady who has been in the uh, public eye for you know a little bit longer than her is uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Saying she feels like she's got at least five good years left, which, by the way, if she believes that, God bless her, Mm -hmm. that she thinks – because she's 85 or am I wrong on that? Yeah, she's going to be 85. She's going to be 85. Mm -hmm. So she feels like until 90 I'm good. And I I, I feel like if if she's going to say it that way, she must feel that way. And I'm sort of reminded uh, one the the podcast that I work on, the Dennis Miller option, we had – A.J. Benza, who is well yeah. known for being a, a sort of a celebrity reporter, but yeah. he, he knows Donald Trump really well because they used to run in the same circles and mm-hmm. dated the same woman at the same time. But anyway, he <laughs> he had a conversation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she had a conversation. He had a conversation with Trump before he actually ran. And what he said to him was, why do you want to do this to yourself? Like, how many good summers do you think you have left? And without missing a beat, Donald Trump said, I've got 30 good summers left. <laughs> So he, he's like he's definitely like in his mind. Look, and I, I there's yeah. nothing about Donald Trump that makes me think that he doesn't really think that he's going to live to a hundred. Right? You know, I mean, look, and with that diet and the shape he's in, why couldn't he live to two hundred? But I mean, his dad lived to be like ninety three or something, and that was a while ago. So you but know, that was before Diet Coke. You know? <laughs> That's true. But <laughs> the president seems a- to be beating that longevity record now every couple of years because you know it was Ronald Reagan, then it was Gerald Ford, now George H W Bush, yeah. so, and Jimmy Carter's right behind him. So. um not saying that uh, that Trump will necessarily, but the longevity because presidents get great health care. Hmm, figure that. Uh, and so they have access to the great you know doctors and, and medical stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised. But, you know, what's going to happen if some if she doesn't? Well, what yeah. are people going to do? But I think and- she's doing that to reassure her liberal base that she's not going anywhere because they've already seen that with uh, the retirements recently and the stolen Supreme Court yeah. seat back in 2016. So I think she's doing it as a way to, to reassure them that she's going to be here through after uh, 2020 election. So that way her, the base doesn't freak so out. Um, if, yeah, if she's that. wrong, what, and, what, is she, what are we going to do? <laughs> and, and so the reason I mentioned those, she's very specific about five years mm-hmm. and Look, I don't think anybody's going to say it's impossible that Trump mm-hmm. gets reelected. There are definitely people who feel it's, it's unlikely. But it, it's, you know, the idea of him being elected in the first place right. uh, seemed so unrealistic. So it won't take much for him to still be president in right. five years. So what does she do then? She's like, well, I have five good years. And, you know, like five four, four that aren't so after. great. Yeah. But I'm she say- might be basing it on the fact that she's not the oldest Supreme Court justice. There was a Supreme Court justice who was serving until he was 90. So she might be basing yeah, it on being she, like, yes. I'm going going to I'm going to be well, yes I, but I think she's just trying to get through the election and then maybe after election she wants like, everybody oh, I have know, five yeah. more years after this if he was to win re-election then she can say that and I think it's just now to make 
her, her liberal fans know that she's sticking around. At least her plan is still after. She knows we need this sort of. She knows she has to throw us a bone because we're so worried right now. That's what I appreciate it. And it's it's been discussed in a number of places. But do you think that obviously it's in hindsight it's easy to to think about it. But should with the advent of hindsight, should she have (laughs) resigned in 2014 when Obama could have replaced her, and it in theory at least would have would have you know he would have gotten to pick a replacement that actually would have been put on the court. I, I mean, I can't. I mean, it's like it's answering such a hypothetical, her, the speculation of the hypothetical because maybe she feels great and she has. Yeah. And she I mean, she she she's got five good years now. Look, I mean, so maybe that would have been seven good years if so. Hillary Clinton was president. I think, yeah, maybe she would have felt more free to be like, I can oh, uh, retire I'm now sorry, at 84, yeah. 85. Jan- but, January 22nd. She would have been like, all right, hey, this has been fun. Yeah. But, I think back at 2014 or whatever, she was 70s and probably thought, mm-hmm. oh, I still I'm feeling great. Like, yeah. let's keep going. So I think it would be hard to. Say back then, had she Hillary would've... won, she'd have, she'd be yeah. enjoying a cigar after yes. every dinner right yes. now. But now she can't. She's like, nope. Yeah. Got to make sure I keep yeah. an eye on the ticker. It's mm-hmm. true. Do you feel like? I wonder if there's you know political action committees and just organizations that are really vested in keeping her healthy. Yeah, and like, don't eat that. Yes, keeping you know? monitoring her twenty four seven. Yeah, but you know, but you know, look, I hear that, and I'm like, oh God, bless her. That she, you know, I. I hope I have five good years left. <laughs> but that's what I was saying. But if you don't, like, nobody can do anything if she does it, yeah. you know? So it's like, hey, you're just saying it to make people feel better, but something happens. Clearly, you can't do anything about mm-hmm. it. So it's really just to. She could be hit by a bus fans. tomorrow. Right. You know? Oh, my yeah. God. So stay away from buses, I, I guess, is what you. And look, if Trump replaces her, it's ob- he's going to replace her with Rudy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you never know what those votes are going to be. He is hoping. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, it would be amazing if he did, because there hasn't been, if you go back even for the past several presidents going back the past 30 plus years, you can see that really only two have been picked. So I already feel like, okay, Trump's gotten his two. He's done, you know, going back to a lot of eight year term presidencies, Obama, uh, Bush Jr. And you can see that a lot of them happen at the beginning of their terms too, just coincidentally, but going back to, to even George HW Bush got two, um, Ronald Reagan. So, uh, Ronald Reagan had three, but you, you could see that technically it, you don't usually get that many. So two is, seems to be the average lately. So he would be definitely uh, batting above average if he got that third one. So statistically. Uh, yeah, he's well, it's, uh, it's certainly something that I think a lot of people are keeping an eye on. And uh, He's got enough of a challenge with this one right now to replace. Uh, yeah, but as we've discussed, it, it sure, you know, it's uh, – it doesn't seem like it's going to be. It's. It feel. I feel like it's going to happen. Let's put it that way. You know, it's. A, it could take a little while, but it could uh, be the Bork thing though. Back in eighty seven, yeah, which no, was true. the one that you know. Um, well, uh, so President Trump says that he would certainly meet with uh, Iranian President Hassan Rouhani, and without preconditions. And the reason why he says that <laughs> is is interesting because mm-hmm. the uh, the idea that. President Obama said anything of the sort uh, was uh, was a major scandal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I certainly here's the thing I agree with that President Trump says is uh, I'll meet with anybody. There's nothing wrong with meeting. I mean, he's already met sort of the one guy that you figured that they wouldn't meet with, which was Kim Jong Un. So once you met with him, it's like, well, why not? You know, it's not going to it's not going to hurt. You know, the idea that uh, Putin can come and play tennis at the white house that's a little different <laughs> but you know you're gonna go some you know neutral party and meet with people i don't know tamra is, is there some reason why it's not okay to meet with a crazy person in the middle east 
Why would it not be okay? Uh, man, I don't know. Maybe. Or is it just the idea that Trump's okay with it means, okay, there's got to be something wrong. Well, there's got to be something, you know, he's got a new hotel he wants to put in Iran and whatever ulterior motive these meetings really have behind them. But, you know, I, I'd say there's nothing. Yeah, after Putin and uh, Kim Jong-un, there's nothing. If only we could get Dennis Rodman involved in this one. <laughs> we might have to. Well, you know, yeah. this follows the same blueprint as with Kim Jong-un. Right, where exactly. Where he antagonized him on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the uh, to President Rouhani, what he wrote, and we talked about this last yeah. week in all caps, mm-hmm. never ever threaten the United <laughs> States again or you will suffer consequences, <laughs> the likes of which few throughout history have ever mm-hmm, suffered before. Mm-hmm. We are no longer a country that will stand for your demented words of violence and death. LOL. Yeah. No, and now two weeks later, uh, I'm yeah, ready to meet with him. So it's like, oh, he's going to do this to everybody. Yeah, he's going to do it to everybody. It basically goes with his whole MO, which is, let me throw up some chaos in there, just like the tariffs and everything else. And then all of a sudden he can act like he solved it all because, you know, he'll he'll make some kind of bad deal with tariffs and he'll then give $12 billion to farmers. And same thing with Kim. It's like he'll say that there's going to be hell and fury and all this fire and fury and then you know two weeks later he's like let's set up a meeting and talk and same thing with our it's it goes with his thing of throwing up chaos and uh and then trying to fix it and, and act like he, a solution yes and that he did this amazing thing when he was the one that created the chaos to begin with so um he's fixing his own chaos but it seems to be his thing and and uh, some of his base just slap it up and think it's uh, incredible you know it's like but if again if somebody else did that if hillary clinton did that Talk about impeachment. <laughs> there would be impeachment hearings the next day. So, um, yeah, it is kind of ironic that uh, they'll let him get away with that and, and uh, continue to add to the chaos and then try to fix it. You know, it's funny. Something you said as an aside just made me think. If Hillary Clinton had become president, the makeup of the House and Senate would have been the same. Mm-hmm. And she would have been, you know, president for about a year and a half now. She'd probably be impeached by now. I'm not even saying because she did anything, you know. It's, I'm not making those allegations. Well, no, because we, that's the that's the they whole very point. well could have just done well, it. No, by because now. Yeah. Um, again, you don't have to have done a crime to impeach a president. Right. So really, it's up to Congress to be like, well, we can impeach the president for almost anything. So yes, they could have uh, at least be going through the trials and be you know rehashing Benghazi or emails I, I, or something. I was right going to say all they would say is, yeah. but her emails, and that's all yeah. it would have been. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just, just things to think about uh, that, uh, you know, it's it's obviously very difficult to impeach President Trump, but uh, President Hillary Clinton easily could have been impeached by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you going to say something, Tamara? I think the media, I think we all need to just start start ignoring the tweets, no matter oh. what it no matter what it is. Just ignore it. Do not add fuel to his baby fire just just <laughs> ignore the tweets i'm myself am not going to make jokes about his tweets anymore oh, but so I put hard, it to the, uh just just you know fanning the flames of this attention that he needs uh over this sort of uh sensationalism so i wish that the media would i think i wish we could somebody would start some agreement amongst journalists to no longer just report on any tweets whatsoever just ignore it just focus on immediate policy and exactly what's happening right it's well, yeah from a comedy standpoint fortunately there are plenty of other things that you can focus yes. on so. the thing is in the the climate the way that it is now comedy is no longer it's all a matter of what information is being presented to the public and unfortunately whether it's coming from the mouth of a comedian or whether it's coming from you know, uh, 
trusted, you know, who's the Walter Cronkite of our day. You know, it doesn't matter. I, mean, I don't it's, think we have one, but I know what you're being, saying. Yeah. It's being put out into the ether where people are absorbing it, and that's all that matters now. It doesn't. It, what about and, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders' t- tweets or Mitch McConnell's? Or, well, or Kellyanne Conway's. Well, There's so many good ones Mitch, out there. Mitch There's McConnell I can't tweets, ignore them all. Scott, you wouldn't be able to stop yourself. <laughs> I can't. You have I can't to. stop. Yeah, that's all right. He's... He's so ridiculous. There's, I mean, there's, I don't mind. There's, we can still report okay, on good. because they're so ridiculous. Yeah, but Ugh. they're they're not as reaction. They're True. not as, um, there, you know, there seems to they're be not a stronger, rodeo clowns. There's like a mm-hmm. stronger tether to the real world when you read. Mitch McConnell, you're like, oh, I don't like you. <laughs> I don't like you. I don't but, like what you're saying. But yeah. this I, isn't a. I wonder if you ploy. if you scroll through. All of Mitch McConnell's tweets, which that could be fun for you, Scott. <laughs> yes, exactly. Has he ever done one all caps? Yeah, you know, that's true. He has. And, and yeah, if it is, it's probably it's probably like TGIF. Am I right or am I right? <laughs> you know, one of those. Um, but speaking of Mitch McConnell, uh, he has said that there will be no government shutdown. But uh, mm-hmm. President Trump has said that you know the way that the headline gets written is that he's willing to shut the government down over the border wall, which. Is not inaccurate, but what he's saying is that uh, more funding for uh, for the border. Well, so it's not it, just that in particular. Well, it it's, is it's inaccurate a, because he can't shut the government down. It's up to Congress to right. be able to do that. But so he, it but is. He, but, he's saying he no, but he's saying he's no problem with it. And then right. Mitch McConnell's like, ah, yeah, it's not going to happen. No. Uh, it, it doesn't go well when the government is shut down. Mm-hmm. It's it's also not the catastrophic thing that we're always told it's going to be because it, it doesn't. It never lasts that long. Whenever we've had it. Right, so. but it would be – it's not good for the government workforce that depends on their pay and everything while these politicians are still getting paid um, during the shutdown. So it never looks good, and a, as the Republicans learned back in 2013 when they shut down – of course, it was a year before – the 2014 midterms, but when they shut down 2013, they got the majority of the blame, and they know that going into a very Midterm contentious, elections. close, uh, potentially close election where they're going to be losing seats, to have them shut down the government, they know that they're going to be blamed for that because they're the ones that are uh, have all they're, three. I mean, they're the ones who get to do it. Or yeah, two branches so, of government there, so yeah. it, it would not look good for them. And Mitch McConnell knows well enough that uh, it would not reflect nicely on them. So uh, they know better than to to go that route. And of course, Trump doesn't care because. He's not the one up for re-election this year, so. No, he's got plenty of time. No, he's got, yeah. Uh, you know, when we were talking about uh, Mueller before, uh, I forgot about this story that I wanted to get to, which is uh, Trump lashed out at Mueller for saying that there was a conflict of interest because mm-hmm. they had bad business dealings. Um, Tamara, uh, who have we heard from that had good business dealings with Donald Trump? <laughs> good question. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I mean, because in my heart of hearts, I feel like mm-hmm. it's Putin, but we've not actually heard that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Who has had uh, KFC? Um, <laughs> well, see, but that's sort Diet of that's a, that's a yeah. more incremental Diet kind Coke, of yeah. like a transaction. That's not like um, a big business deal. Although you never know. Maybe he prepaid in bulk. He just like he gave like two million dollars to KFC. Uh, Melania's clothing line, or I not just Mel- say Melania uh, herself. I meant, I, meant Ivan- I meant Ivanka. Ivanka's clothing. Look, line. Her clothing line's not doing well at all. Look, pre- President uh, Trump mixes up the yeah. two of them all the time, so it's oh, fine. God. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah. <laughs> so, that, so the That's idea a that you trick go question. Business, I don't know. You do, yeah, you get into business with him, and it's like, well, it didn't go well. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, of course not. That's why, like, oh, every time anybody, any any Republicans, like, uh, oh, he's a brilliant businessman. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are still saying that, and it's like, do you pay attention to anything? 
I mean, he's a businessman. He's, I mean, he has a he has a record as a businessman. I mean, I, I have an Etsy store. Am I a businessman? You know, no, you're like, a business person. person. You're a business woman. You know, like I don't have an Etsy. A good store, one at that. But it's like I was excited for you. I was Etsy too. I was really thought you had one. I was like, hey, I don't have an Etsy store. <laughs> Maybe that's what you um, no, no. Do you don't have an Etsy store. I don't yet. have an. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, just. Uh, Checking out uh, the chat. Thanks to everybody that's in there. We uh, we appreciate that as always. Um, Speaking of Mitch McConnell, can yeah. I make one one little side note real quick? Please, yes. So I heard this new. This is uh, newsworthy about Los Angeles and the Olympics coming. You know, we, we were oh, trying God, to expand. We were yeah. trying to expand the, the Purple Line, uh, which is uh, for anybody outside mm-hmm. of Los Angeles. That's part of the LA Metro system. Um, we've been, which has been successfully expanding, and we want to expand the Purple Line. The Purple Line expansion, we were granted, um, before Trump took office, we were granted a federal budget to fund that through the um, Department of Transportation, and that was that was granted. And now there's this issue with the Department of Transportation where they are not giving the funds to cities that have already been approved for these projects. And the Secretary of Transportation is mm. Eileen Cho, Mitch yes. McConnell's wife. Yep. Also an alum of the Heritage Foundation, which is mm-hmm. probably the reason that these contracts are being held up in limbo. And it's not just a matter. It's not just an issue of California's a liberal state. It's not blue versus red. It's because there are red cities that this is happening to right. also. But it's just something interesting that I yes. saw popped up. And, and Mitch is, McConnell reminded me of that. Yeah, and it is true. And then they made it seem like they were going to approve them, but they were looking into them again. And then, of course, nothing has happened uh, over the past year. Plus, uh, one of the things that I really want to uh, wait until Chelsea's here to talk about, uh, but we'll touch on briefly, is uh, they they crunch the numbers on the fact that uh, Chelsea's friend uh, Bernie Sanders has called for Medicare for all, and that would cost a paltry thirty two point six <laughs> trillion dollars, and even if you raised some tax brackets on on you know Warren Buffett's secretary or whatever <laughs> all those plans are uh that's still uh an insane amount of money that uh you know it's like sure you can you can spend it where does that money come from and uh i i think that well see here's the thing i mean I, who knows when when bernie's going to run for anything again if ever i mean at some point you know you got to figure he's just like yeah, how many good summers do I have left? You know? I mean, Christian in, wants everybody in, dead. In, no, just in, in Vermont, the summer's it's like... It's a grim two, reaper over here. Vermont, just counting it's everybody's... Like, summer's like two, two weeks months. in Vermont. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say two months. Two I months, was giving them two months. Credit. So, yeah. uh, you know, and when you get to those numbers, though, then it just, it sounds so imaginary that probably well, most people are just like, okay, whatever. Well, of course. I mean, they are, but, but also... We have to, and I know Chelsea. If she was here, I'd have to say, in, in her defense, it would be who's who's uh, paid for the study. Um, what well, is the study question. breaking it down? Mm-hmm. Um, again, this is yes. Who's crunching the numbers? Where are they getting those numbers from? Again, this is over a ten-year period. It would be that much. So, how's it break down yearly? Um, and George Mason University in Virginia. Yeah. So. All right. You got to. You got to. So it's not the Heritage Foundation, but you school in Virginia. Virginia. You got to look at all those things and say that it's one uh, one study. Not to say it's not going to be expensive, but the issue with that is saying, oh, it's too expensive. We're not going to try. Um, There are a lot of things that we could do, and and it's also saying, what is the Medicare for all covering? Um, 
you know, like we talked about, other countries have it, but there's still the basis of private insurance. Others have a base level of like, this is what you get for the money, which could be substantially lower, saying you get basic care, you get, you know, uh, one doctor visit a year for physical. It could be, you know, X, Y, and Z where the cost would go down. Um, so, again, it's like, what do they, uh, what do they factor in uh, with that study for that cost? Um, how much are the states putting into that? I mean, there's just a lot of things there that aren't really put up there. So it just seems like a, ooh, look at this number. And it's so yeah. crazy. And see, this is why we can't do it. And when you throw out a $32 trillion number, of course, it sounds fantasy and crazy. And then right away, you're getting people to shut it down without really investing further of what goes into how they got those numbers and what it's covering and all that kind of stuff, too. So I would be very quick uh carefully looking at that before start judging um exactly where it came from because I, I think there is definitely a place for it it just depends where we're going to draw that line of what we're covering well you heard it here first how. everyone scott's going to pay for medicare for all <laughs> i am i'm going to write that check, check right book. now for yeah. 32.6 trillion and you can just take it to the bank right away and cash it and it's all good wait you know, i've got 33 trillion I'll, so. I'll pretend i know how many zeros that is but it's a lot <laughs> i've got another trillion dollars left over after that so i can i can afford 32 trillion. so no big deal. we should really have been basically putting a little list of like topics we're saving to talk about with chelsea yeah. but uh tamra we keep running out of time for something that we'll just spend a few minutes on because i know you want to talk more about it when chelsea's here but talk about a conversation that you and chelsea had on this show led to you doing some homework Ooh. Well, there, it's almost it's two separate things, because there was one show a while ago when we were in the midst of the when they first started separating children at the border and the zero mm-hmm. tolerance policy back in June. So I brought up the point, I said, so because then we were, you know, you kept hearing um, conservatives were saying, you know, this was Obama's policy. Trump is just continuing it. And I think on the sh- panel, I said one day, like, well, what was Obama's policy? What was Bush's policy? Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. we said, like, well, why don't we do some homework and figure out what the uh, the immigration policies of previous administrations were and how it compares to now? So there was there was that assignment. And then somehow inter- intertangled in that, uh, if it was the same show or a different show, when, you know, Chelsea first brought up um, that the reason that Central America there's so many uh, immigrants from Central America is because of the devastation that the United States has caused in that area and um, you know obviously I agree with her but Mm -hmm. I wasn't very informed on that and at the same time all summer long I've been engaging in social media discussions, arguments with Republicans so that I can have a productive conversation. Not not that I'm thinking that I'm actually going to change somebody's mind on social media, but that I need to learn how to inform myself so that when they say they throw something at me, I can, you know, have have a rebuttal. So I asked Chelsea uh, outside of the studio, you know, more information on Central America. And so she has been sending me, you know, Resources and resources on the various things that uh, the United States has done uh, to bring Central America to the state that you do, to the um, crisis that it's in now. So we can wait for Chelsea to kind of talk more about Central America. But talking about the immigration portion of it, um, I'd be happy to do now. But the the immigration policy is. Uh, you know, I think we all on this panel know that Obama um, deported more immigrants mm-hmm. than any any administration. Right. Uh, and when Republicans say that Trump is just continuing o- Obama's policies, 
What's incorrect about that is that Obama did not separate children, did not actively. People who worked for Homeland Security during his administration say we can't say that it never happened, but nobody we were not actively Mm -hmm. separating families. It was only in rare instances of, you know, um, we, we, we can't prove that this parent is with this child this this man has drugs on him we have to take him into custody for other reasons so there were circumstances like that as opposed to the trump administration that is actively or was actively separating over 2,000 children from their parents who still are not there's still like less than 500 that are still haven't been reunited Mm -hmm. i'd say more so than that the largest difference in this is again this is something we all know here on this panel so this is nothing new to us but the conversations that i've been getting in with republicans are they seem to not see what is wrong w- with the way that donald trump speaks about immigrants crossing the southern border when he calls them gangsters and criminals and makes it sound like it's all uh, gang members are and crimes are being committed left and right and that kind of thing. And and that is the crux of the arguments I've been getting into Mm -hmm. where this is a racist issue. And and people who actually believe this thing don't see it that way at all. And it's just such a such a standstill between my point of view and theirs when I'm saying it's ridiculous to me the person that's like how dare you call me racist just because I believe all immigrants from Central America are mm-hmm. rapists and murderers and gang members why does that make me racist? Do you find that they feel that way about all of them? Like, is Well that- then they'll say you know and I'll, and I'll point because the conversation will always start with me saying you know he has this rhetoric where mm-hmm. he is blank, he is calling a l- group of people dangerous, criminals, gangsters, and then they'll say, "Well, he doesn't mean all of them." And it's like that's not how generalizations right, work. Right, that's what I say. It's you a know? generalization, like, and that's if, exactly what a generalization you know, is. If I say all Republican, or, or if I, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, if I say Republicans are racist, mm-hmm. then you have to agree that you're fine with that statement because obviously I don't mean all of them, but mm-hmm. like you. That's what a generalization is. You say a group of people is X, Y, Z, and you're putting it out there that this is what these people are. It doesn't matter the percentage that you're referring to. Like, I think that's such splitting hairs for somebody to say, well, clearly he doesn't mean all of them. No, it's not clear. He means all of he them. Means, well, and, and, and the only two quick things I'll, I'll add is, is one, like we've always talked about the, the people that are. Um, hardworking and and not have criminal backgrounds or anything, don't want to leave home unless they absolutely have to. You're leaving everything behind, knowing that you're going crossing legally or illegally, whatever the case is, and uh, having to live with family members in a studio apartment with six people. And the thing that most people don't realize is, you know, everything that you do has to be paid with cash, so you don't have any credit, which is a U.S. thing. I even have a friend that's trying to come over legally and get a work visa. And the fact is, it's like she can't even rent an apartment because she has no American credit. She can't uh, get a car, even though she has the money, because, again, she has no American credit. To be able to get jobs, people want to look at credit. Um, There's a lot of things where just people think that that these immigrants roll in and then they're stealing all these jobs and they somehow are – 
taking from the government and everything. Well, they're living pretty miserable lives compared to most Americans because they're having to bunk up with uh, six, seven other family members in a 500-square-foot place, working two or three jobs just to make ends meet, leaving everything they know behind uh, to seek out a better life for their kids and everything else. And, and it somehow gets lost that somehow they're coming in and these are criminals and they're coming in to uh, wreak havoc um, on America. And uh, it, like you said, it's just that generalization. And I see from people, especially here in Los Angeles, where you see a lot of immigrants come in and that they're coming in to make a better life. They're coming in to um, start their own businesses, uh, do really great things. And somehow uh, it gets generalized as a, as a, as a negative. And, and like we all know, the whole country was made from from immigrants and uh if they're not from europe they're not fair-skinned and <laughs> white you know it's like it's it's considered uh not good but if they're norwegian then that that's great that's what i was gonna yeah. say to you is like we, yeah scott but white immigrants all right, right. So if they're northern well, european you know, the slaves too i guess and they speak english yeah or you know close enough yeah uh anyway yeah, really, yeah that's a whole um, other thing with if we, you want to blame if you want to blame obama for something if if Conservatives want to blame Obama for something regarding immigration. They can blame the fact that he his administration, as we know, in 2014, had the the most unaccompanied minors mm-hmm. at, at, than we had seen before. Mm-hmm. And so what Obama's policy, because this was unprecedented, you know, there right. was no protocol at that point yeah. to handle this because this was new. We, we didn't know how to handle this at this point. So what he did was... Um, they tended to be sent to a family member who mm-hmm. was already in the country while they awaited their trial mm-hmm. and prosecution and stuff like that to handle that. So what kind of happened was they sort of got a, a pass and in, in, in no uncertain terms, you know, so that sent the message that, well, if you bring kids with you, it's more likely mm-hmm. you're going to get in. So, you know, if you're going to blame the, the if you're going to point your finger at Obama, point your finger at that. But, you know, realize that this was an unprecedented right. thing that he had to to tackle. Um, but he still was st- really strict on, on immigration, which is possible for a president to do without using hateful, right. xenophobic speech where you're blaming people. Another person I got into an argument with was like all about how how, how, how people compare Trump to Hitler. That's insane. That's ridiculous. And I'll say all I'll say is that both people took a group of people and blamed that group of people for the country's problems. They're why you don't have, they're why it's hard to get work right now. They're why you lost your job. They're why you don't have much money right now. That's, you're blaming a group of people for the country's problems. That is definitely something we saw before. Well, it's something that strong, you know, uh, dictator type, fascist type uh, governments do. Blame everyone else, blame the media, blame, you know, and then you consolidate power by saying everything else is not, uh, well, what it is because it's everyone else's fault. I think the the problem with the the Hitler comparison is that it happens so often, and yeah. you know this is these are not new people that are being right. compared to Hitler, and you know there's there's the uh, the lengths that make it a, make it a tough comparison to swallow. Sure, sure, sure. There's you're set, you're sending people back and you're yeah. separating them, you know. Uh, but when you hear the things of like, oh, we're going to just take your kids to take a shower and mm-hmm. then you don't get them back. It, it is unfortunately eerily remnant. Look, those kids are still alive, so it, it is definitely different. But I understand what you're saying. It it is unfortunately has echoes of it. Well, it is it is not the same thing. It is isn't the 
isn't the camps where you're you know systematically liquidating what is it, right six million it, it's people. offensive so, to what happened uh, but then to people it's, but it, you, you can still feel like yeah, it feels a little bit like it you know it, like this part of the narrative can feel like the beginning part of that narrative and let's not right. just compare him to obama like bush and clinton and reagan and any previous president did not refer to immigrants in those terms, ex- you know, except for dating back to uh, when the uh, Chinese Relocation Act was, you know, when we just had these blatant uh, acts in, in 1882 that was yeah. just like, let's get rid of this, you know, was not mincing words about we are getting rid of yeah. Chinese people right, right. now well, with this yeah. act. Who never did that, of course, was my favorite, James Polk. But anyway, we are indeed out of time here on the Polk Report. <laughs> but uh, I hope we're able to continue the conversation yeah, with Chelsea next week. there's a lot more to If go. we yeah. don't continue the conversation just, next week, that means it's been a really crazy week uh, and yeah. we just didn't have time for it. Oh, but Lord. we appreciate everybody oh, who joined us. And uh, Chelsea was really here in spirit because we talked yeah, a lot about her. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we will be back. Remember, we're on Mondays for the next few weeks until Labor Day. So uh, you can find us Monday at 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern right here on AfterBuzz. You can follow me at Christian DMZ on Twitter and Instagram. Tamara, where do people find you? You can find me on Twitter at HeyTamara underscore. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at SMan80. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. We will see you next Monday. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.